Um, real quick, uh, we did talk last week about the Bible, and we talked about how you could trust it. Even though there are things in the Bible that maybe are discrepancies, we talked about that those things are all about people, numbers, or places. They aren't about doctrine. So maybe it does say in one place that there were 4,000 people, and in another place there were 6,000 people, but that's not doctrine. That's not saying that God is different. That's just saying that somebody wasn't as good a counter as somebody else. So that's not what we're worried about. And so we're talking about how we can stand by God. God can be, we can have a relationship with him. He can be our friend, and he will stand by us at the same time. And so this week we're talking about the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is one of those things that I think is confusing to people. Because we have the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. I get God. God's in heaven. He's, you know, creator, all this stuff. I get Jesus. He died on the cross. He lived as a man. The Holy Spirit is a little bit different, right? Like, Holy Spirit appears as a dove. Holy Spirit appears different ways as fire. Stuff like that in the Bible. And so the Holy Spirit is this kind of weird thing. When I was a kid, they called it the Holy Ghost. And that was even weirder. Because Ghostbusters was out and everything, and you know, so there's a ghost in my house, but it's holy, and you know, it's weird, and I didn't understand it, and, and I kept thinking, like, I'd be awake at night, you know how you are sometimes, you're awake at night, and you've got the sheet pulled all the way up, because the sheet will stop monsters, ghosts, anything dangerous. If it gets really bad, you pull it over your head, because it will stop bullets, it'll stop anything. Sheets are magic. And so, you know, you're in bed at night, and you hear that creak down the hall, and you're like, oh, man, hope that's the Holy Ghost. Like, I hope it's not a real ghost. I hope it's the Holy Ghost. And then it turns out, it always turned out it was just the cat. But still, it was, you know, I kept the sheet right here in case it wasn't the Holy Ghost so I could quick go cocoon, but I never had to because it was always the cat. Um, So anyway... We're talking about the Holy Spirit today, and when we think about the Holy Spirit, a lot of times we think of the Holy Spirit as like a New Testament thing, something that comes with Jesus, and the Holy Spirit does come with Jesus, but the Holy Spirit is through the whole Bible. Um, the Spirit of God is, is referenced in the Old Testament too, and so we're going to look at a passage that I, I really like um, where it talks about Jesus coming, and it talks about with the Holy Spirit that's going to be on him, the Spirit of God that's going to be on him, and what it gives him. And so I think the Holy Spirit gives us the same things. So who would like to read that first passage from Isaiah for us? That was not a bad throw, but not a good throw either. All right. A shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse. From his roots a branch will bear fruit. The Spirit of the Lord will rest on him, the Spirit of wisdom and of understanding, the spirit of counsel and of might, the spirit of the knowledge and fear of the Lord, and he will delight in the fear of the Lord. Very good. So this is talking about, this passage is talking about Jesus, and it's saying he's going to be from the root of Jesse, which means he's going to be from the line of David. He's going to be from a kingly line. And it says he's going to have all these things on him. And so uh, when we talk about the spirit of God, God stands by us, this is your first blank, God stands by us, by giving us his Holy Spirit. So God allows, we, when we accept Jesus as our Savior, his Holy Spirit indwells us. It becomes a part of us. 
And so we're not just friends with God. We're, we're actually connected with God through the Holy Spirit. And then we can stand by God by living life in the Spirit. And that means relying on the Holy Spirit for the things that the Holy Spirit gives us. Because the Holy Spirit provides us with all kinds of things that we wouldn't have otherwise. And I'm going to go into those right now. But those are, that's how we can stand by God. God stands by us by giving us his Holy Spirit. We stand by him by living out that Spirit in our lives. So what does the Holy Spirit do in our lives? What does the Holy Spirit do in our lives? That's the question. What, what are the things that the Holy Spirit's going to give us? And they're all in Isaiah, but I want to unpack them each one at a time. So let's look at the first one. If you flip over your page on the back, the top blank is wisdom. Wisdom. Now, when I say wisdom, what is wisdom? What is wisdom? Anybody know? What is wisdom? You D&D players don't know what wisdom is? Come on. All right. All right. You got a guess? A guess? Wait, here's a guess. Here's a guess right here. Okay, talk into the black circle on the top there. The ability to learn new things. Oh, very good. The ability to learn new things. I like that. That is an aspect of wisdom. Yes. Um, like you're, you know right and wrong. Knowing right and wrong. Very good. Yeah, yeah, knowing. I'm not sure what just happened. All right, uh, knowing right from wrong. Very good. Uh, now, when we talk about, like, in that game, in the game Dungeons & Dragons, you have attributes, and one of them is intelligence, and one of them is wisdom. And we explain it like this, that intelligence is the ability to know that a tomato is a fruit, Right? And wisdom is the ability to know not to put a tomato in fruit salad. Right? Oh, pineapples, tomatoes, grapes. Terrible idea, right? So w intelligence is knowing facts, but wisdom is knowing how they apply in a situation. Being able to understand things and put them in their right place. Knowing right from wrong is part of it. Getting information is part of it. But look at that verse. Who wants to read that, uh, the verse under, the, under wisdom there? Anybody? This is crazy because last, last, last hour we had 11 people and every hand went up every time I brought this out. All right, come into the back. There you go. Do we just read that? All of it? Just read that. You're okay. reading it, right? Get wisdom, get understanding. Do not forget my words or turn away from them. Do not, do not forsake wisdom and she will protect you. Love her, and she will watch over you. The beginning of all wisdom is this. Get wisdom. Uh, though it costs all you have, get understanding. Okay, so wisdom. I like that in this passage it talks about wisdom like it's a woman, like it's a, almost like a mom, right? Wisdom is going to protect you. Wisdom is going to look out for you. So wisdom is something that I believe comes from the Holy Spirit. I believe there are times in my life where I've had to apply wisdom to a situation that I believe God's Spirit has kind of helped me understand. And, and, and that's going to happen to you. There are going to be times where you're faced with a situation and it's not necessarily what's right, what's wrong. It's what's wise. So you may be, it might be this. 
It might be somebody invites you to a party at their house and you know some crazy stuff's going to be happening there that you don't want to do. But you like this person, so you say, I'm going to go to the party because it's not wrong to go to the party, but I'm not going to do any of the bad stuff, right? But is that wise? Because you're putting yourself in a position where you're going to have to say no, 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 over and over. And so it's not a wise place to be. So when we're talking about wisdom, we're talking about making a choice not based on right or wrong, but based on what is the best thing for the situation. So look at that next, the next blank is actually in that Proverbs verse 2, and that's understanding. So some of you, some of you, uh, like, anybody in here good at math? Good at math? Yeah. So I was really good at math growing up. I was always good at math. And, and so when I hit algebra, at first, I had a lot of trouble. Because I could work the problems in my head, right? I could figure out what X was by just substituting things in or doing stuff like that. So I didn't learn algebra. So, so in the first few chapters, I'm acing everything. Boom, 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 boom. I've got straight A's. And then all of a sudden, it got to the point where the problems were harder. I couldn't figure them out. Because if my teacher didn't make us show our work, we just had to write the answers in the blank. And so because of that, I didn't have understanding of how the problems worked. I had knowledge. I knew math, but I didn't have understanding, so I had never put it in the context. So I started, all of a sudden I went from A's to like C's and D's in math. And my teacher's completely baffled, right? Because I was doing great, and then all of a sudden I'm doing terrible. And then she realized that I had never learned the basic things. And you know why I didn't learn the basic things? Because I thought I knew everything. Because I thought I understood it. I thought I had, I had what I needed. I wasn't being wise, and I wasn't seeking understanding. So look at this. The next one. So we got wisdom. We got understanding. The next one is great. It's counsel. Counsel. So um, somebody tell me, what does that mean? What does counsel mean? You want to read the verse? Is that what you were? Okay. Read the verse, and then we'll talk about counsel. And I will ask my father, and he will give you another advocate Advocate to help you and be with you forever. Okay, and on your paper it says he will give you another what? Helper. Helper. And if you look, there's another translation that actually says he will give you another counselor. And so the Holy Spirit works to counsel us. So what does counsel mean? Somebody tell me, what is counsel? If I say I'm going to counsel you, what am I doing? What? Just say it. Okay. What else? Help? Great, great. Help with struggles, provide with what they need. If you go to a counselor, it means usually you've experienced something that's hard to deal with. And you need someone to talk it through, someone to give you, maybe, maybe just to listen, but maybe to also give some direction, right? And that's what the Holy Spirit does. There are times where all I do, like I'm in a situation, things are bad, things are confusing, and I start praying about it. And Catherine and I talk about this a lot. We're verbal processors, so sometimes when I'm praying, I'm working through it, right? 
But also sometimes when I'm praying, I believe the Holy Spirit is giving me direction as I pray. I believe that sometimes those words that are coming out of my mouth are being led by the Spirit of God as he helps me to understand and deal with the situation that I'm in. Very good. So we've got wisdom. We've got understanding from the Holy Spirit. We've got counsel. Now the next one we've got is fortitude. Fortitude. Fortnititude. Fortnititude. Fortitude. So somebody tell me what is fortitude. Okay. Coming over. Coming over. Fortitude. What is fortitude? It's your ability to adapt into a situation. Ooh, your ability to adapt into a situation. That's good. I like that. That's better than the definition I was going to use. But ability to adapt. Anybody else have one? What do you think? Fortitude? Fortitude? So I always, when I think about fortitude, you think about fort, right? Something strong, something. And, and you think about strength. But I don't think fortitude is absolutely about strength because sometimes when you say something is strong, it, it implies that it can fight back, you know? Fortitude is different. Look at that verse. Um, I'm just going to read it real quick. It says, we are pressed on every side but not crushed, perplexed but not in despair, persecuted but not abandoned, struck down but not destroyed. We always carry around in our body the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our body, 2 Corinthians 4, 8 through 12. So this is saying, I love that idea. It says we're pressed, but we're not crushed. We're persecuted, but we're not abandoned. We're, things are pushing against us, but we're not, we're not going to give in to that. We, we feel like people are, are, are harassing us, but, but we know we're not alone, Right? So that's fortitude. Fortitude is the ability, it's strength, but it's strength woven with patience, right? So I know I'm dealing with this problem. I know there's this power coming against me, but I'm going to stand strong and I'm just going to let it, like a rock in the middle of a, a fast-flowing stream, I'm just going to let that water move around me. I'm not going to be moved. I'm going to let it move around me. And so that's what fortitude is. And fortitude is, um, is a big deal because fortitude, sometimes, I, I, know, I know a lot of people who have gone through terrible things and they say, the only way I got through was knowing that the Spirit of God was with me, right? Because when you know the Holy Spirit is with you, you can stand strong because, again, like it says, you're not alone, right? You're not by yourself. So we've got wisdom that comes from the Holy Spirit. We've got understanding. We've got counsel. We've got fortitude. The next one there is knowledge. Knowledge. So look, wisdom, understanding, knowledge, they're all in the same family, but they're all slightly different things. Knowledge is specific, concrete, knowable things. And, and so I, I, I have a friend who has done a lot of missions work overseas. He's done a couple of years where he's gone to Eastern Europe for a year. He's done that a couple of times. He's done other stuff like that. And he told me a story one time that I was like, that blows my mind, but, but, it was, but it's true. He, he swears it's true, and I, I believe him. So he said he was traveling through Russia, and he was in this small town, and he was traveling by train, and he had to switch trains, right? 
And he's in this small town, so there's not, and nobody around that speaks English. And the signs aren't in English. They're in Russian, which if you've ever seen Russian, it's like weird alphabet, letters backwards, funny stuff like that, the Cyrillic alphabet, right? And so he's looking, and he knows he doesn't have much time to catch his train, but he doesn't know where the train is. So he's kind of going around going, hey, excuse me, excuse me, do you know where this train is? And they're like, oh, don't, don't, you know, don't understand, no, yet, yet. And so finally he's, he's like getting desperate and he's praying like, Lord, help me do this. And he goes up to this guy and he asks him, hey, where, where is this train coming in? And the guy says, oh, it's right down there. It's just, just at the end of this platform. If you go down there, it'll be fine. And he said, uh, thank you. And he walks away. As he's walking away, he realized that he asked the guy in Russian and that the guy answered him in Russian and he understood both things. And he didn't speak Russian then. And he's like, Chris, I, I don't understand how it happened. I was so frantic and I was asking God to bring somebody to speak to me, somebody that spoke English. Lord, please help me find someone that speaks English. There was nobody around. And then all of a sudden, I spoke Russian. And he said, I, I don't, I don't, I couldn't tell you what I said. I couldn't tell you how I said it. I remember speaking it and I remember him answering in Russian and I remember knowing exactly where to go. And he said, I believe that was the Holy Spirit giving me knowledge that I didn't have. And, and I believe the Holy Spirit does that. And, and I can tell you times in my life where I've been in a situation where I'm talking to someone and I say something to them and they go, how did you know that about me? And I'll be like, I don't know. I feel like I just knew it, right? But I believe sometimes the Holy Spirit just gives you that knowledge. So knowledge is different than understanding. Understanding is being presented with knowledge and being able to assimilate it. Wisdom is different than knowledge and understanding. Wisdom is having knowledge and being able to integrate it in your life and make it part of who you are. Knowledge is just raw information that sometimes is dumped into your brain and you're like, how did I get that? And I believe sometimes the Holy Spirit puts that in your mind. Now the last one is a big one. Fear of the Lord. Fear of the Lord. It's the last one in that Isaiah passage. It says, fear of the Lord, that he had the fear of the Lord was upon him. And um, if you look at that verse underneath it, it says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. So here's what I want to throw out. There, uh, I hear a lot of sermons. I listen to sermons by people and, that talk about different ideas and things like this. The fear of the Lord is one that I hear people talk about a lot. And the thing that bothers me sometimes is I'll hear pastors say stuff like this. They'll say, now when it talks about the fear of the Lord, it's not talking about being afraid. It's talking about respect. And I used to think this too. I used to think that it was just about having respect for God. When we're talking about the fear of the Lord, we're talking about respecting who God is, right? But the problem with that is this. Every time this is used, every time that phrase is used, the fear of the Lord in the Old Testament, uh, or at least nine out of ten times, the Hebrew word that's used for fear is terror. Not respect. Terror. 
being overwhelmed by fear. Have you ever had a moment like that where you were so scared you could hardly breathe? You couldn't, like your heart was like, Ugh! I've had like a few moments like that in my life where it was just pure terror. Like I was so scared, I thought I was going to die in that moment. I couldn't think. My, my vision narrowed everything. One was I went to this camp when I was in high school. And uh, I know I shouldn't have done it, but it was a church camp. Most of the people at the camp were from another church, and there were like six, five or six of us that were from my church, and so we're hanging out with these other kids who we didn't really know that well, and um, don't tell your parents this, and I hope they're not listening to the podcast, but I did something bad. I snuck out of my cabin one of the last nights, right, and I went to, they had this old chapel that no, we didn't, no one met in anymore because it was all run down, had holes in it, stuff like that. And it was kind of rotten, smelled funny. And so a bunch of us went to that chapel and we were like hanging out. It's like two o'clock in the morning. We're supposed to be in bed. And we snuck out. And so don't do this at closer. I swear. I swear. I'll send you home so fast. Okay. But anyway, so I snuck out. And so this girl starts telling this story. We're, ta- we're sitting around talking. This girl's like, hey, you know something weird me- happened to me this week? Like, there was this old woman came up to me, and she said, hey, you are the one, you are, you are the way of the wolf, like that, right? And, she, and I'm like, what? That's crazy. And they're like, are you laughing at her? Are you mocking her? And I'm like, no, no. I, I, and they're like, and she's like, why? I, I, I'm trying to share something important to me. And I'm like, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. And so then she starts telling me that this old lady keeps appearing to her. And like telling her and coming in her dreams. And she's like, and now, like as it's getting closer to the full moon, I can feel my teeth like they're sore. Like they're growing in my mouth, right? And and my canine teeth are super sharp. And I'm like, okay, this is, I'm getting weirded out. You know, I'm a little freaked out. But everybody else is like, really? Really? Oh, man. What's, oh, like what are you going to do? And she goes, I don't know. And and there's this part of my spine right here where it meets my neck that's kind of bulged out. And it's like, it's like my spine is preparing itself so I can run on all fours. Like, and I'm going, what? And she goes, yeah, feel it. And I reach up to touch her spine. And as I get about right here to reach around her neck and touch her spine, she goes, I was crawling, like, like belly crawling, like screaming, scratching the wood, like, and I can hear the screams around me. And I know she's murdering people, but they weren't screaming. They were laughing like maniacs because I was on the floor. My heart was beating so fast. My vision had narrowed. I was like so panicked. I couldn't even understand what they were saying to me. I was so freaked out. And And it was that kind of terror that just overwhelms all your senses. I know, it's hilarious, right? Okay, it's hilarious when I'm scared. Fine, all right. But but that that overwhelming terror that just, it, it doesn't make any sense. You can't rationally think. That's what this is talking about. There's a reason why angels who have the glory of God upon them, every time they appear to people, the first line they say is, don't be afraid. Because they're scary. 
Because when you come face to face, when you understand the presence of God, of who God is, we should be afraid. Like, because why would a being of that magnitude have any care for us? David asked that in the Psalms. He says, what is man that you are mindful of him? And the son of man that you would care for him? We should be so overwhelmed with fear of who God is. And that's the beginning of wisdom. Because, see, once we understand that God is someone that should be feared, we should be completely afraid of, but yet he loves us so much that he made a way for us to be in his presence without fear. That fear of God is the beginning of wisdom because unless we're afraid of God, unless we have that fear of God in the first place, we can't understand the gift of God that he gives us. If we don't understand how awesome and terrible and terrifying God could be, then we'll never understand how gracious and loving and benevolent he is. So the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom, and I believe the Holy Spirit opens us up to that. The Holy Spirit shows us who God is and then shows us how he loves us. So we get wisdom, we get understanding, we get counsel, fortitude, knowledge, and the fear of God. And I believe all these things come from the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit gives us those as we move forward. So let me pray for you guys, and we'll be done. Lord, thank you for each one that's here. Lord, thank you for your Holy Spirit that guides us, that directs us, that counsels us, that gives us wisdom and knowledge and understanding. And Lord, I just, excuse me, I just pray that um, as we go out of this place that we'll be so aware of your spirit in our lives. Thank you for all you're doing in and through us and all you're going to do in Jesus' name. Amen. Oh, yeah, we got in trouble. Actually, that's how we got caught because I was screaming and everybody else was screaming and laughing and some adults, some of the uh, security guys came and got us and sent us back to our rooms. So I know that's the, t the sad end to the story that I should have shared, but...